0: For some of you, it's your first time, for others, it is not, but for today, I would like to welcome you all to Epic Realms. Friends and enemies, heroes and villains, welcome to Epic Realms. Today's episode of Epic Realms is going to be a little bit different than usual. As you can see, those of you who are in the live stream, those of you listening, the reason is Gen Con is right around the corner and I wanted to take this time to talk about the podcast itself. Maybe to do a little behind the scenes, if you will, talk about the show's creation and more. Joining us for this is one of our live stream moderators. He is amazing. And his name right here on Twitch is Octavius with an eight. Thank you for joining me. Act. I appreciate you being there
1: and here. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Thanks for having me.
0: For those that are listening. Um, there's a lot of things that I have mods for in the live stream chat. And Octavius is one of the amazing ones as well as a few others who we will mention here because after the podcast is done being live we end up doing a a q and a uh so during the entire entirety of the podcast while it's being live streamed people are asking questions in the live stream chat and those get answered after the podcast recording is over and all of the moderators depending on who's around that day will sit down and tediously copy and paste them into a separate file for me to read so i can go through the questions and not scroll through all of the other the other chatter and stuff that isn't necessarily relevant. This came about, I believe, was it Pixel Nix, Octavius, that said that, that mentioned it, I believe? Or was it Bentley that mentioned
1: yes. it? Yes. Well, I think they both did, but they mentioned that that would be a good way to kind of collate things together and make it a little bit easier. And so that way the questions don't get uh, lost or slip through the cracks and make sure that you have them and everybody's uh, questions get answered and comments get uh, addressed.
0: And I'm not like scrolling back through miles of chat to try and right. figure, exactly. it, figure it out. So, and I got to be honest, you guys have been immeasurably helpful, not just for that, but just suggestions, thoughts, questions uh, in the background about these episodes and just the support. So uh, I appreciate you, Octavius. I appreciate Bentley. Uh, Bentley also, you know, has been so crucial uh, in helping out with these. So I also want to thank Pixel Nix, who's been very supportive, and uh, when she can, obviously, she was one of the people that brought this up, uh, and other things, and a big D&D player, and super supportive. Lady of the Fae, who comes in and makes sure that people are behaving when she's in there. And of course, my wife, who is also a moderator. The huge support that Curly Girl, aka Holly, has done for me has been uh, freaking awesome on the show so thank to you to all the mods and Octavius as you are currently their representative that goes to you
1: they didn't sign up for that I apologize for nothing
0: <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what I wanted to do is I kind of wanted to talk about the show's the history a little little background of the show uh, kind of how it got started where it's going talk about some of the episodes some of the guests we've had on in the past how does that sound to you Octavius?
1: It sounds awesome let's do it.
0: So the show's origins, did I ever tell you the show's origins on the side, outside of uh, what I'm about to?
1: I mean, somewhat, but, uh, but not to the extent, you know, I didn't know the exact, you know, premise that you came up with, why you decided to do something like that. Um, I, you know, I don't really see anything similar. Of course, I, I, I haven't really looked, but I think there is some similar things, but you take a unique approach I think to each and every one of these. So, yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about why you decided to do this?
0: Well, there isn't a, I didn't really know much about podcasts a handful of years ago. And I'm talking like 10 when podcasts were first big, I think it was like 10 years ago. But there was a podcast uh, called Fear the Boot that a handful of people I knew listened to. And Fear the Boot was really popular. And it was a, a you know, they just bullshitted about role playing games in general. And they got so popular that they ended up doing two spin off shows. Uh, and one was called, they were both called Kicked in the Dice Bags. And there was Kicked in the Dice Bags <laughs> Game Masters Edition and Kicked in the Dice Bags Players Edition, of which my friend was invited to be part of. And he goes, Nick, I've never done this before. I'm perfectly fine talking, but you should be on the show as well because you literally worked in radio. <laughs> and I said, okay, let's do it. Um, and they invited me on. And so that was kind of the first, first spiel is I did the, did the kicked in the dice bags podcast for, I don't know, I think I did six or seven episodes. Uh, and it was really chaotic. And I was like, you know, this has gotta be done better. It's gotta be, you know, and and it's a great show. They're a great cast. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed them, but it spun off. And because there were issues that we had with timing and scheduling and consistency. And I told my friend Adam who many people know as the blind GM or mighty ursus. I said, why don't we just do our own show? Because we had started just doing our own kicked in the dice bags. We called it the kicked in the dice bags side project. I'm doing air quotes. People listening don't see me doing air quotes, but I was like the side project of kiss kicked in the dice bags. And it was just whatever we wanted to do. And, i said well why don't we just do our own show like we have all the tools we know what we're doing and we'll call it the side project podcast um and we kind of just did the same stuff we did we just picked whatever we wanted to talk about geek wise and we talked about it and then we moved on uh and did other you know we spun off and he did like a different weird different episodes uh i did a couple by myself and eventually i said you know, what would make this really cool. And it would give our show some credibility is why don't we do some interviews? Why don't we have people from the gaming industry on? And that's what we did. We had, well, that's what I did. I I set up the first two. uh, And then from there, like he, like he was a writer, like that's what he does for a living is he writes. Um, Like he's not super published right now. He does a lot of like work for other people. Like they ask him, Hey, do technical writing or whatever. But there was a little project that Ed Greenwood was doing and he was in on that project cause he had sent him a, a thing, a short story he wrote and Ed liked it and said, Hey, would you be interested in doing more? I've got a project coming up. And so we pulled him in, uh, that project fell through ultimately, but we still had this contact with Ed and I was like, Hey, get him on the show. And then he was on the show a couple of times and it's like all of these people started coming on that show here and there. So.
1: Was that your first guest?
0: No, I don't think so. I think our first guest actually was the creator of Eberron. Keith Baker, I believe, was actually our first guest. And then Keith had so much fun. He's like, hey, can I come back and can I bring a friend? And that ended up being Mike Selinker. And so we had Mike Selinker. Ah. And Mike Selinker is a video game or a board game designer. Mm -hmm. And they had just come out with um, Apocrypha, I think, at the time. And so we we did an interview with the two of them to help promote Apocrypha and uh, something else the two of them were working on together. So that's that's kind of how, that's kind of who the first guest was of that particular show. Uh, again, big concern of mine was consistency. You know, trying to get a show out on a weekly basis, not just do a show whenever you have time. So we'd have three shows in a month and then it would be three months for a show. And that was just, that was really weighing on my shoulders. Cause I don't want to say I'm a perfectionist, but I really want things to be really good. And so it was really hard to not have that. And, you know, there's no fault on either side. It was, you know, sometimes it was my fault. Sometimes it was his, but uh, eventually we just stopped doing the show.
1: Sure. No, so. that's okay. I mean, that seems like being consistent, having a weekly bi-weekly show, at least if you have some kind of schedule, People know when to tune in. And I think you've been pretty consistent as far as I could tell um, over the course of the last couple of years, at least since I've been watching you.
0: Right. Well, we had one show uh, where a guest got sick. He had COVID and couldn't make it. Right. And it was literally, and you're about it the day of the day of, I found out about it. I was like, Oh man, what the hell am I going to do? Right. And uh, luckily Eric's got to be, who was super busy, and I've told this story about a dozen, two dozen times, but he stepped up and he's like, yeah, I can help out. I've got three books that I'm writing or whatever, and I've got a schedule where I need to write, you know, a crap ton of words, basically fill out a novel in a month. But, yeah, I'll be on the show. And <laughs> He, like, literally <laughs> last minute, no prep time, just came on, and we filled an hour's time. And it was a really fun episode. Uh, everybody who's listening should definitely go check it out. It's like Eric Scott be returns. Uh, but it was a mm-hmm. freaking awesome, awesome episode.
1: Well, he's a fun guest. You've had him on a couple times, and uh, I enjoy having him on every time. Ed Greenwood's another one that you mentioned, um, you know, before, and he's been on a couple times too. So, I, you know, it's uh, it's funny to hear the story. It sounded like it come from, you know, kind of humble beginnings, a little bit. Just kind of decided to do your own thing. Thought what you could do. A little bit better and kind of mold it into your own uh your own kind of kind of thing
0: i listen to a bunch of other podcasts uh okay and obviously i saw so there's a parent couple paranormal podcasts i listen to paranormal 60 darkness radio uh which okay. we've had one of them on uh i also like wrestling podcasts and there were a handful of them that i'd listen to on and off uh there's a steve austin had one Uh, Jim Ross had one. Chris Jericho has still has one. I mean, they all still have them, I think. And I, there were little things about them all that I was like, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this one thing, but I really like this and I really like this. So like Steve Austin on his show, he always likes to talk about people, his guests before they were famous and like their upgrade bringing and their schooling and like their sportsmanship or whatever it was. And I always really was intrigued by that because to me, that was inspirational to me. I always thought no matter what their backgrounds were, that's an inspiration. So if they were the head of the class, the valedictorian, straight A student in whatever, that can encourage people to do that. But if they came from nothing, if they were a high school dropout, if they had you know mental health issues, if they had all kinds of stuff and failed, then... They become famous after that. then that's also inspirational. So mm-hmm. to me, no matter what their background was, that is meaningful. And so I liked that about, about it. Uh, and so I took that. I was like, I, I want to do that. I want to make sure to try and cover some of where these people come from. And I don't do it for every episode because it gets old uh, and cliched sometimes. And some of them have talked about it a million times. The, the more well-known ones you know they're always asked how did you get into the board game industry i'm sure they're asked a million times and so i try and find other ways around it cuz that's another thing i hate listening to the same questions that they've answered on 30 shows
1: mhm sure especially if you follow somebody but learning those origin stories learning how they've gotten there is you know not only interesting but inspirational like you said i mean if they come from humble beginnings if they've got mm-hmm. everybody's got a different way of getting there and no one way to get there is suitable for everybody. I mean, there's another question that people ask just about every one of their authors and game board design. Like, how do you get in? What do you, how do you do this? How do you, how do you break into the industry? I bet you they get asked that thousands, hundreds of times and their way of getting in may not be the way that you get in. They're
0: almost never the same
1: either. They're never the same. Never
0: the the right. only one thing that I hear consistently from everybody. And it's from authors. Every single one of them says, if you're starting out on your own, get an editor. Every single one of them says it, get an editor. So if you're an author, every single author we've had on has said either on the show or on the side or afterwards, they've said, get a freaking editor. So
1: I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Even if you are an editor and did your own thing, get another editor, another set of eyes on something that you've done is is huge because you have been saturated with it it's hard to um look at something with a fresh pair of eyes when it's your own work and you've looked at it for so long sometimes on a project you kind of put it away come back to it two weeks you can kind of get those fresh eyes but having somebody else look at it say hey this isn't this isn't uh, i don't get what you're doing here um is pretty important so i think that's uh, that's really good advice
0: yeah I definitely agree. And that's how we, And you know, to go back, that's how we, that's how I started this. As I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to do this. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's start this show. Let's start this interview show where we interview these guests. Uh, and my biggest tackling was where the F do I start? Mm-hmm. That, that was it. You know, because the other one we had established us as a podcast, we already had a show. But it wasn't that show. It wasn't interviews. So how do you start off a interview show with no history, with no sure. background, uh, sure. and try and have a, a, a credible guest list? You know, because right. I could interview Joe Blow from a you know the game store down the road, but that's not really a credible. Like that's credible in the way sure. that he runs the company or whatever or a business, right. but it's not the same as like this is you know this is a published author who sold you know half a million books. If it's not necessarily the same thing.
1: What can I ask you something? Why did you want to even do this? Why did you Why did you want to do it?
0: It's a passion. Uh I've mm-hmm. listened, like I said I love podcasts. I love listening to them. I worked in radio like growing up I wanted to be working in radio. I wanted to be a DJ. Um unfortunately I didn't have I went to college for it and I didn't have the Let's just say I was a young stupid kid that just wanted to go hang out with his friends and play games and role play and didn't want to focus on college school work and stuff like that. Like I just spent 12 years in, high, in you know, high school and elementary school slaving over books. It just wasn't my, I had a hard time wanting to do that uh, because I figured like I could just do this whenever, you know, young kids always think they, Hey, I have the entire, my entire life to do this. I'm going to take some fun time for myself. And it just didn't, it just didn't work out. And so this is fulfilling that, love that i have it's not exactly the same but it's you know it's the modern equivalent of mm-hmm. you know being a radio dj like not not a lot i don't want to say not a lot of people listen to radio anymore because they sh- they sure do but radio's not the same as it used to be
1: right that's true i don't think anybody's journey is how they have it laid out no. for the most part no. i mean yeah i believe if you if Correct me if I'm wrong, but you used to actually to be a wrestler. You tried some other things. Mm -hmm. Um, Some stuff didn't work out. You just kind of this is a thing where I don't want to say reinventing yourself, but uh, just pursuing your passions, pursuing your things that you love to do. I know you love role playing. You host a um, D&D stream constantly I mean it, that's pretty consistent and it's just something that you love to do and so giving back kind of to the community by interviewing some of these people who have created the games that you play some of the ones that you're interested in playing I think uh, just kind of gives back a little bit to the enjoyment that you love so much
0: yeah it's performing is always a passion always been a passion I didn't know it when I was little but it was and so yeah it's it's exactly what it is. And it's and giving back, not just giving back to the people listening, but giving back to the creators because it gives them validation to know people want to listen to them. Uh I, I can guarantee you that a handful of the board game designers that come on the show, like they know they have board games that are loved and played, but they don't always get calls to be like, hey, you want to be on a show and, and talk about yourself and talk about your product? Because I, you know, yes, it's about them. And yes, I want to promote their stuff, but it's also about them personally you know the guest yes it's not just about like well how did you design this game and well let's let's talk about the minute details why did you choose the why did you choose the meeples to be shaped like bananas you know whatever Mm -hmm. that that's not the focus of it the focus is the guest and not necessarily just their products Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. but those stories are interesting i think I, i even okay so coming from like, to be honest with you, I'm not a board gamer, right? But when you have those guests on, they still are doing a creative process that interests me into, you know, how they came up with this. What was their mindset? What was their process into, you know, doing these different things. And a, a lot of them come on here and it's so complex. Like they really took care and love and thought into what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: I don't have more to add to that i just don't i mean you, you hit the nail on the head right there um but what i do want to talk about uh, i want to switch gears real quick because we were talking about getting getting the stream started right uh and how and i know that we have we have people in our live chat people are asking questions we will get to live chat questions afterwards if i see ones that stand out i will get to them but yeah how do we how do we get that started how do we get that first a couple of guests. And it was, it just happened to be the fact that I had a handful of guests from the Side Project podcast that came on the show. And they knew me from that. And we garnered a, a reputation with them. So they, they knew our names. Well, they knew mine. Uh, Ed kind of peripherally remembered me. And so it was a matter of, okay if I can start with all the people we had on that show and have them all on this show, if I can just say, Hey, do you remember me from this podcast that I was a part of that we interviewed you because I'm doing this new show that I'm running? It's going to be on, you know, and I explained kind of what my, my elevator speech was essentially of what the show was going to be. Uh, so at first I was banking off of the credibility of the old podcast with these guests. I was using that to get the guests to come back on the show because they had already had this repertoire or rapport, wrong word, this rapport with me. And so I was like, Hey, the first person I called was, or I emailed was Chris Jackson. He's an author. Um, We had such an amazing chemistry. And we got along so well on the first interview that I just was like, he's I, I want him to be the first episode. Cause it's going to knock it out of the park. And so of course we set up that very first episode. And I think it was literally the day before or a week before, not a week before day before the hour before it was before that all their power went out. He lives out in the middle of nowhere, lost all his power, doesn't have cell phone reception, couldn't be part of the show. Very first episode. Mm -hmm. didn't get off the air. It didn't happen. So there was no first episode at all. And I was like, oh, oh, man. And I was so heartbroken because I knew this was going to be great. And I had already scheduled Mike Selinker for the next episode. So I was like, okay, Chris, and I didn't hear from him. So it just didn't happen. I was like, it's not like him to not say something. So I know he's not ghosting me. But I really felt I was really stressed out. and I didn't hear back from him until the next night. And he was so up he was he was upset because he was really looking forward to it because we hadn't talked in a while. So we rescheduled him for like two or three episodes down the road. And the first episode happened to be then Mike Selinker, And uh, I still got that amazing first episode. Mike was great. Uh, he was great to talk to. He was a lot of fun. He is really passionate about his his work. Um so yeah, that, that was that. So I, I, wanna, I definitely want to thank Chris. I want to thank Mike. We also set up a few other people, um, and I want to thank them. We were going to have a two-spot episode. It was going to be Kevin Gleasing and Hal Greenberg of Samurai Sheepdog. Hal Greenberg owns and runs Samurai Sheepdog, which is a gaming company. Um, and he got sick. I think it was COVID, actually. And he got sick, and he couldn't make it. So it was just me and Kevin, who I didn't, only knew Kevin peripherally. So Kevin Gleasing, who is his lead RPG designer, it was just me and him. And it was a, it was a great show as well. And so I, I, I want to thank them guys for being on the show without, you know, with no history of it whatsoever. Uh, obviously we mentioned Eric Scott to be came on the show with, you know, no product given. Uh, and of course, Richard Lee Byers, who is super well known for D and D he did the Marvel as guardian series. He's still working on the Marvel as guardian series. And of course, Ed Greenwood, all of those guys just without without a moment's notice, without having a backlog of episodes, without having a history, just having chatted with me before, they all said, Yeah, I'm in. Hands down, I am in. I'm gonna be part of the new show. I can't wait. So I was like, with these six guys, seven guys originally, but with these six, six or seven guys, I have a backbone to work off of to get other guests. Mm-hmm. And that's and and I can't thank them enough for being for for saying, yes, I'll be part of this show that doesn't have a history yet and doesn't have a fan base and doesn't have anything and helping me out.
1: Well, I think I don't speak for just myself, but I think we should thank you for not taking that first episode as a bad omen and just folding (laughs) your tent and saying, you know what? Nope, this is not going to work. This is not for me. And you just persevered and, and went on to the next to the next thing. Um, but I'm sure it was stressful. Obviously that was your first one and it didn't quite work out, but I know that you've had, like you mentioned, um, another, uh, had guest of yours got sick last minute and yeah. you were able to get somebody else on. So in, in essence, you really do, you really are able to switch gears. You really are able to, um, you know, do that. And you actually do that during interviews. Uh, you change gears, you switch it up. And you're able to kind of do things on the fly while you're doing the interviews. That's what makes you a good interviewer. That's why people tune in um, each and every time you do this.
0: I have to say, if anybody else does a podcast or does an interview, there is a key that I forgot from when I went to school for radio, when I, when I did it, when I did the other interviews. Um, I also, I've got a degree in communication. So I, like speeches and stuff like that is kind of my forte. My focus was social media and marketing, but I did a lot of, I wanted to also do PR work. So I I got a lot of that background. And one thing that I learned that I forgot about, and I, like I say, I didn't remember this till about six or seven episodes in until my wife reminded me because I was complaining that I wanted it to be a kind of a spontaneous conversation and I didn't want it to be, And outline A, B, C, D. And if we go off course, well, sorry, we got to get back on track. Mm -hmm. So I was complaining about that. And she says, you need to listen. You always say, you always tell me and you tell other people like the key is listening and paying attention to the words and just trying to remember what the what the overall plan is and what the kind of goal of the show is, you can rework it, but you don't have to, you know, stop here and go there and you can listen to the shows. I've gone back and I've listened to them. You can see where she, you can tell where she mentioned that to me and you can see where I change the thing because I wanted it to be like that. And it, the first handful of episodes definitely seemed kind of like they were spontaneous, but at least I can listen to them and go, this is, this is roughly about where I started changing it. And so I have, if you look at some of my sheets, uh, 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 some of them literally have I, A, lowercase, A, you know, two, one, you know, whatever for an outline. It's literally an outline. Mm-hmm. And now I just have a sheet with notes. They aren't in any kind of order. It's just things that I think of. And I right before I start the show, I go to my sheet of notes. Uh, I do have some stuff that's like read almost verbatim just so I know exactly what to say but I look at the sheet of notes right before we go live um, when we're letting the the starting soon screen start and I'll read through all of them to get them all in my head so that if they bring up a subject or a conversation, I can go to this one question. I can go to this one thing. And so that's, that's my key to being doing that. You know, when we're doing the live episodes to switch the gears as it were uh, and change like you were talking about.
1: Yeah. I think that, That affords you some flexibility. I mean, anytime anybody creates an outline, you have to give yourself some room to meander to different things. But then you can always pull back to the outline, especially if anybody's trying to do anything creative or trying to do any writing, trying to do anything of that nature. Having an outline of the the starting point Mm -hmm. and the ending point in any scene or any overarching story is great. But give yourself room to meander around and but, you know, hit your little topics, but you don't know exactly where the creative juices are going to go, just like you don't know where interview is going to go. Exactly. But having kind of your notes together that way, like you said, you can uh, you've got the questions ready. If the guest brings something up, you've got a question ready for it. So you don't have to rely on on, um, you know, anything else. So.
0: And people might listen and they might not realize there's a bunch of other stuff going on in the background too. So on the surface, especially those listening to just a straight podcast, it's two people having a conversation and we're talking. They don't realize that, okay, I have the live stream chat up and I'm always looking over and seeing it. And I'm usually reading it while I'm having the conversation. And sometimes somebody will say something that completely breaks my train of thought. And I'll yes. even, sometimes you'll see me like, oh, I'll, I'll see They're it. They're doing
1: it right now. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll see it yeah. and, I'll,
0: and I'll start to chuckle just a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then like people will watching will go, why is he laughing? There people listening. Why is he laughing? So I'll edit that. I'll have to edit little chuckles out here and there that don't necessarily coincide with the, the topic on hand. I also have another screen up that's got website information. Uh, I've got the links showed up also, not to mention, I have notes with links and stuff in front of me. Uh, sometimes I'll have a dog trying to get into the room. So there's (laughs) always, there's all these other distractions going on. Uh, you know, I might be in my mind like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm trying to hit the mute button because I've got bronchitis. So I have a mute button that I have to hit so that nobody can hear me coughing and choking. Uh, for those that don't know, there were two months where I had severe bronchitis I had a partially collapsed lung. I still did the podcast episodes. If you didn't know, then thank you for telling me you didn't know. Right. Uh, I knew. And I probably, I mean, I went to the hospital. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so I had, yeah, I had a mute button. I had to take care of that and figure that out. So.
1: I remember that. And I'm like, what in the, what are you doing? And there were some why, of the bigger episodes. Why is happening? Yep. Were, and yeah. And you did great. You did a really great job. And, I yeah i didn't know how you did those things but um but yeah you really did a great job and it, i mean honestly couldn't really tell that anything was really wrong so yeah
0: it was and it was almost embarrassing for me because it was like i was really excited to have kevin hearn on the show i'm a really big fan of his work as an author and he was on the show and of course i have bronchitis followed up by an award-winning author uh and and you know they wrote Star Wars, she wrote Star Wars for Crying Out Loud and Delilah S. Dawson. So it's like, oh man, I got some of these really big guests. Yeah. And here I am with bronchitis, right. trying not to choke to death.
1: I, yeah, and, and Delilah S. Dawson, one of my favorites actually, because of the Star Wars connection there too, but also other, she's written a lot of different things that I've actually, you know, uh, read through. And so that was one of my biggest episodes for me was her being on the show, and she was great um actually gave us great you know advice as far as writing goes um and actually all of your guests as far as the author goes, and even the even the board game designers just just their process of writing really i don't know if you if you if anybody has listened to all of these things really gave you some you said inspiration before right, right. and there's some of that but then also cool tips. Like, man, I didn't think of it that way. Uh, There's been so many moments where I'm like, I didn't think of it that way. And I went back and I, and I, and using their methodology, using their thought process, went back and said, okay, that that's a good way to think of these characters. That's a good way to um, maybe uh, integrate some of that, their processes into my own. And, um, and, and so, yeah, if you, if you, care to i I definitely go back and and listen to a lot of these things i know um you've got quite a back catalog now and as moving forward um there's some super exciting guests coming up too and i know you'll talk about those guys and gals uh, a little bit later
0: yeah that's gonna be awesome you know i should mention it's not all it's all not not all sugar plums and candy canes on epic realms Uh, what podcast things don't always go as what do you planned.
1: Mean? So that's not true.
0: I try to be well researched on all of my guests. I try to have all my information. You can't set up. admit.
1: Is, are you admitting is, mistakes? can you can't admit mistakes. No. Nope.
0: <laughs> all of my ducks seem like they're and in a the row. <laughs> do you remember oh me yes. messaging you on the side <laughs> after a very, very embarrassing moment? This is the moment that I almost said I quit. I had a childhood hero on the show. He's a comic book writer named Chuck Dixon. Yep. I literally cried off stream because of this mistake. And I'm sharing this with the audience. Uh, I was so upset. There was a I made a major mistake on my background information. Uh, The Internet was wrong. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody knows I played it off really well. It was a funny ha ha moment. It played real well. The episode was great. He was great. He wasn't upset at all. He thought it was funny, and he said he's gonna, you know, he'd be willing to come back. But for me, afterwards, I was so embarrassed that I literally broke down afterwards because uh, I had this whole thought built out because I had read that he had gotten to write an issue of Spider Man, and he hadn't. The internet was wrong, and I found it in like two or three different places, and I knew that his childhood hero was one of the major writers in the early days of his childhood of Spider-Man, and I was like, man, that would be a great insight to see what how he thinks about you know his childhood hero that write, wrote Spider-Man, and then him later being able to write Spider-Man, and I built it all up, and he's like, I didn't write Spider-Man, I never right. worked on that. That's the only guy I never worked on.
1: <laughs> I remember that,
0: and I was like, no, yeah, please. <laughs> And, you know, I had to play it off. And then, of course, later I doubled back to that and I kind of just made a mention of it, uh, of him, you know, working with him. And he's like, no, that's 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 not that's not right. I never did that either. And they were it was kind of like the both things. And so I just had the whole thing wrong because I had mentioned something else again. And it just, you know, I was so embarrassed afterwards. But it played so well on the live stream and it played so well on the podcast that nobody noticed it. Nobody realized Mm -hmm. how much it bugged me and that's how much little details can irritate me. So there's, there's another little behind the scenes. Yes. Nick from Epic realms does cry.
1: I mean, that's (laughs) just, that's just, that's just speaks to your passion, right? That just speaks to how good of a product that you want to put out. That just speaks to all of that. However, the professional in you just made it seamless, made it, um, unnoticeable really just kind of played it off oh really internet was wrong sorry i had three four sources norm a normal person (laughs) would be like yeah okay thanks thanks wikipedia but i'm gonna check other sources right which you did do right and guess what you came up with that answer but unfortunately um the entire internet was wrong (laughs) that is shocking to me and it wasn't Wikipedia. didn't know that
0: it wasn't wikipedia either there was like there was a it was like uh, comic dot com or something like there's like two or three, but they outrageous. weren't like Wikipedia. Yeah.
1: Outrageous. It was, it was outrageous. Ridiculous. No, you did the best you could with the information that you had and everybody saw that, but nobody knew like behind the scenes, how upset yet you, you were about right. that, but that just speaks to your passion. I think any one of us would have been upset by something like that when you're trying to, trying to have a goal, right. Trying right. to have a, have a thing go on that and have it go the way you want it to um is is nothing to be ashamed of and you know what uh, everybody uh, gets upset about some certain things and everybody has a good cry about that and there's nothing wrong with that
0: i really wanted to yeah i wanted to quit <laughs> i wanted to, but i did
1: no well, we don't <laughs> let you because we all make zero dollars here and so he doesn't pay us right just so you know and so i wanted to continue not getting paid And so we wouldn't let him quit. Well, um, ever.
0: I would have liked to say I wish that happened on any other guest because you know he was like I said he was a like I was a big comic book collector and he was one of my like childhood hero when it comes to comic books. But at the same time, there was a lot.
1: There was a lot of people who messaged me like Epic Realms is having this. Epic Realms is having this guy. And it's like, yeah, this is the, this is, this is one of the big ones and people were super excited about the episode. So they kind of shared in your passion with having Jekta Kazan. So I'm glad
0: glad it wasn't. And if it was somebody else, I probably still would have been upset. (laughs) So (laughs) it wouldn't have mattered.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it mattered really because I think you would have been upset with just about everybody. I know that you've messaged me on other occasions uh, for different things. And so. I mean, it's just something that you do do. And, uh, but like I said, it just speaks to your passion for yeah. doing this thing. I get okay. critical on myself. What can I say? You do. Everybody does.
0: <laughs> so, uh, what do we have next?
1: Let's see. I don't know. I know what we have. Next. Do you have an outline? We, we, we do have an outline. We do, oh, but, okay. we're,
0: but we weren't following it. We were just chatting and having, we be...
1: were not following it <laughs> at all. No. So you no. Know the behind the scenes about behind the scenes
0: so i do want to make another thank you Mm. and uh this is a very this is a special thank you a lot of people listen to the intro and the outro and i want to talk about the intro and the outro of the podcast a little bit so there is a musician named alexander nakarada i hope i'm pronouncing his name right but he is a musician and he gives all of his stuff kind of for free. If So if you follow him on Patreon, you can use his stuff with no accreditation. Accreditation is that right? I think that's right. Accreditation. Sure. You don't have to credit him for his stuff uh, on all of your shows and all of your episodes and whatever. And I just, I know I don't have to say his name, but I want to. I want to say, check out Alexander Nakarada. You can find him on YouTube. You can find him on Patreon. He has all kinds of locations he has so much music if you ever watch a live stream and we're role playing that's usually the background music that we're that we're playing but his stuff is free and he does the intro and the outro of the epic realms podcast so when you listen to that intro and the outro um that's his music and i got that from him and it fits so perfectly with the tone that i wanted For epic realms it took me so long to find something that just was perfect and that one was amazing and then from there like i found all of his other music and it's like i gotta i just gotta use his music i have access to all of it now and it's just freaking awesome so thank you alexander for the music you make and everything that you do uh it's amazing so thank you so much
1: it's so fun it's so hard to find Uh, a piece of music that speaks to you, right. And gives you the tone that you want. And so once you find that though, you just know it's, it's like going out to try to find the piece. You're kind of sitting there going, well, what do I want to hear? You're not sure. Right. So you just listen and listen and listen. So for anybody trying to find a piece of music that they want, it just takes a bunch of uh, just listening to different pieces. And when it strikes you, it'll, it'll hit you and you'll know that that's the one for you. And that's what happened with, uh, with Nick here, uh, with this particular piece. So, um, you know, it just kind of just kind of the way it works. Yeah. Uh,
0: the other part of the intro is literally, I don't have necessarily a studio. I'm in like a little, it, it's a bedroom that was turned into a two person office. Uh, I have some sound panels. I will be getting more, but I sat down and I spent probably eight, nine hours recording the intro and the outro verbally doing the audio for that, doing the voice work for that, and then fine tuning it. And I've mentioned this. If you watch the episode with Luke Daniels, I talked with him about it on the Q and a afterwards, I believe. About the intro and the outro of the show. He had a character named Martin in a book that Scott Mayer, Meyer. I got to pronounce it. I'm like, which way is it? It's Meyer Scott Meyer, uh, who's the author wrote. Uh, who we also had on as a guest. So one of the characters named was, Oh, I can't remember. Uh, but he would always say the name Martin. He'd always say the name of the main character. And he was this like old wizardy type of voice. And so I took that as inspiration for a D and D character I had named Maractus. And that is also a wizard. And so I just modified that, and I was like, you know, I want Maractus to kind of be the face of Epic Realms. I want this wizardy character to kind of be the concept of what Epic Realms kind of stands for, this overarching, like, fantasy, uh, but not... It doesn't have to be fantasy, but, like, this fun feeling of these realms, and he's, like, the gatekeeper of Epic Realms, essentially. And so being the gatekeeper, he is the intro and the outro voice that goes with that music. And I really wanted it to be... I wanted to be like a reveal, like the double gates open and the white light comes through. So he's like, says, I'd like to welcome you all to Epic Realms. And then, of course, you know, the gates open and the white light comes in and the music starts to play. And that's the music that Alexander Nakarada played. And so it's an inspiration of a voice from Luke Daniels. It's this music from Alexander Nakarada to open the show to say, hey, welcome to this world. Uh, You are you are all welcome here. Everyone's welcome.
1: I mean, that, yeah, and that's the welcoming, uh, you know, feeling that draws people in uh, to listening to this podcast, I think, at least for me, anyway, first, first starting out, uh, listening to some of your podcasts, speaking of Luke Daniels, though, yeah, uh, can you speak a little bit about him because he is pretty huge. He I mean, is. that's probably understatement maybe in the audio book thing, but uh, Luke Daniels is, is, if you haven't listened to a Luke Daniels uh, narration of a book, I mean it it is pretty phenomenal. I mean if you if you get an, if you get a book that you want and Luke Daniels is is reading it, um, you're not going to be disappointed, I promise you.
0: So many of the authors that we had on the show we had on the show because of Luke Daniels. Because I listened, I'm like, I like Luke Daniels. I'm going to listen to this book that he did. This is an amazing book series. I should have them on the podcast. And so that's literally what happened. Luke Daniels, and he's so humble and so down to earth. And uh, he's got a personal story that we talked about on the podcast about his son who is really sick and who ended up passing away. And it's just like heart-wrenching to hear. And of course, he had to read the audio, but he didn't have to, but he read the audiobook himself. And just having him on was huge for me. And it's, it's kind of like that Chuck Dixon episode where it's like, I really look up to this guy and he is so cool and down to earth. And I was having a really horrible day behind the scenes moment. I was having a horse crap day. My, my entire day was one bad thing after another. And it was like bad mood to worse mood to epically worse mood. And I was sitting there because we start, we started about, a half hour before the show starts. And I was sitting there on our meeting call and it was just the black, the screen that I was on. And I was just kind of like taking notes and writing stuff down and going over my routine kind of in this funk. I was just like, (sighs) "Uh, uh." so frustrated and angry at the, you know, everything that's happened today and stressed out his face pops up on the screen and he goes, Oh, hello there or whatever, however, whatever he said, he said something about, you know, a greeting like, hello. And instantly I went from the worst day ever to, oh my God, this is so cool. This guy's awesome. I'm in such a great mood like that. Like he just had that effect on me. Like the day was so awesome. That episode was one of my favorites and probably always will be. And I just felt, I know there's a thing we've talked about, about when you see someone a lot, especially when it comes to people who are like streamers or whatever, where you feel like you know them, even though they don't know you at all. Uh, it was talked about on our last game masters workshop with Robert Hartley. He mentioned it mm-hmm. and it was just so, I kind of had that feeling like I know this guy, he doesn't know me. I don't really know him other than what he, you know, the work he's done and the interviews he's done and whatnot, but there was still this really, I felt this really good chemistry between us chatting and it was a lot of fun. So, so there's the little behind the scenes and a little chat about Luke Daniels.
1: Well, I know that some people are mentioning too in chat that people don't really notice that you're having a bad day, right? People don't really notice that you are struggling and that just speaks volumes to, you know, what you're trying to produce. You know, this is the thing you're trying to do. And you just go out and you do it no matter what is happening in your personal life, what's happening, you know, to you on a daily basis, whatever it might be. And, you know, uh, you're trying to produce something. This is, this is your passion. And uh, it really, really shows on every single episode, I believe. And I think chat would agree with me.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's helpful to know that. And, uh, you know, I I feel like I got to be professional. That's, that's the, one of the major, that was one of the other major things from some of the other shows that I've listened to and worked with and worked on is I always felt like, is this professional? Is this conversation professional? Is this X, Y, Z, is this the way that I'm interacting with them online? Is this Twitter post? Is this whatever? Are they professional? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, I gotta, you know, I always try to strive to do that. And obviously there are points where it doesn't happen and we all make jokes like totally profesh. Good job. And it's true, but not, not everybody's perfect. You can't be perfect. And I have to constantly remind myself that it nothing's going to be perfect, there are going to be errors. Even Jimmy Fallon makes errors on the tonight show. It happens. So I just have to keep
1: keep that in mind. Errors in and of itself can make the show too just like you said when you made an error with chuck dixon that actually ended up being kind of funny and endearing just a little bit right because it was yeah exactly exactly it did it just was like yeah no i never did spider-man okay oh i yep i did a bunch of research and this was wrong cool and everybody had a good chuckle about that and when you do that though um It reveals a humanity, a human quality that everybody can relate to and makes the podcast a little bit more relatable because, hey, not everybody's perfect. This stuff happens and it's not a big it's not that big a deal. Uh, Look at look at Epic Realms. Look at Nick. Go on with the show um, just like uh, it normally would have. And in and of itself is inspiring. That's to me, though. Well,
0: thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. So the reason we're doing this show, this special edition show, is to... Yes, why
1: do you have me on here? What is even happening
0: right now? It was to de-stress me out a little bit because oh. we have Gen Con coming up. And yes. I really couldn't... Like, I was like, I don't really want to schedule an episode like right before I leave for Gen Con or the preparation mm-hmm. for Gen Con. And I was like, but I should probably, you know... Going back, got to be professional. I should still put out an episode. I need to follow the schedule. I still need sure. to have an episode. Sure. Maybe I should do something special where we talk okay. about the past episodes. Um, so, to de stress myself, I still wanted to do something that was low key. Ha ha ha. So, <laughs> shows us uh, that that's not necessarily the case because, you know, we Why? both know what both ahead mean? of time.
1: You're not distressed?
0: Nope, wasn't distressed. Oh there's still a little bit of well because there's so much stuff i was like oh well there's so much stuff we did so much to talk about and
1: there is so much you have done so much stuff ed greenwood justin leslie i mean james Sutter. i'm just looking through the list of people here uh matt Forbeck. i mean you've had so many awesome guests on um and that just speaks to just the plethora of people that are on i'm excited for what's coming up next for you but um I kind of want to know what Gen Con is. What even is it? I am a novice as far as this goes. What is Gen Con? Gen Con
0: is like the biggest gaming. I don't want to say just gaming, but the biggest gaming convention in North America. Like you have your Comic Cons and that's for comics. And that doesn't mean that there aren't, you know, role-playing people there and board game people there and all that kind of stuff there. They are. Uh, but Gen Con is the Comic-Con version for role-playing for authors, um, uh, for, you know, sci-fi fantasy, uh, type stuff. So it is like the big, it's like the San Diego Comic-Con, but for role-playing games and authors and, you know, fantasy authors, uh, their little blurb, uh, they were like Gen Con started, in I believe 1968, um, and in India and it's in Indianapolis and it, it covers all kinds of stuff, uh video games they have workshops they have seminars anime uh, art shows they do auctions they do uh, writer symposiums uh all kinds of stuff so uh, i i wanted to go there to be able to meet some of our guests face to face meet some future guests face to face uh i wanted to promote the show and i wanted to meet the fans of the show the listeners who listen to the podcast and watch the live stream people that are in indiana uh, near indianapolis could come uh, i'll be at gen con i am also you guys might remember that i did a episode with a board game designer known as Seppi yoon who does fight in the box he does uh hedgehog hop and a bunch of other ones i'm actually going to be working at his booth helping demo board games uh, myself and my wife will both be there uh demoing board games for gen con so uh, We'll be doing that. I'll I'll be at the booth every day, like 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time. That's like 10 to 2 Eastern, which is the time zone that they're in. Um, I'm also going to be going to the Meet the Author extravaganza. I'm going to be going to the Any Awards, which is on 8 p.m. on Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, which is the Any Awards. So I'll be there for that. There's another award ceremony that I think I'm going to. I was invited. It's kind of like a closed it's kind of a closed audience type thing, I believe. Uh, it's like a, you know, the people in the business. It's their personal private show, and I got invited to it, so I'm going to be going to that. I don't think I can talk too much about that since it is kind of a closed thing. But, hey, I got invited to something like that, so I think that's super cool and exciting. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know the details of it. Uh, Matt Forbeck, I believe, mentioned it to me uh, in passing, so I'll be going to that as well.
1: That's very exciting. I think, too, also, not sure if this is a question in chat because they've been trolling me, so I haven't been looking at it. Um, <laughs> they
0: love you in chat. They love you.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure they do. Um, are you going to do any podcasts from Gen Con? Are you going to do any Twitch live streams from gen con is that something in your plans or do you think you're just going to focus on the booth and uh, meeting and greeting people in uh in real life
0: i think because i've never been to gen con and i've been told that it's completely overwhelming for a first time being there uh there it's literally like two or three hotels from what i understand of stuff going on so i think I might, if I can, I might do a, like a live stream or a Twitch stream. I'll probably do social media posts. I might do short like videos like TikTok or Instagram videos or something, but I don't know if I'll be doing like, I won't, I definitely won't be doing a full podcast there. Uh, the, my goal was mostly to visit with all the guests in person and say hello, uh, and also to network and to promote the show more. That's kind of, that was kind of the main goal of going there. I think for future years, the option of doing a show from Gen Con might be really cool. But for now, I wanna get the I wanna get the lay of the land first to kind of get an idea of what I'd be getting myself into. Because I really could just sign up. I could sign up, I could pay for a room, uh, uh to host like a like a like a ballroom area and I could host a live stream podcast in front of a live studio audience. I could do that. There are a couple podcasts that are there that are doing that. And I probably will do that in at a future Gen Con. That's that would be an ultimate goal. That would be on the list of you know a wish list sort of thing.
1: But I think the exciting thing though for everybody listening to the podcast and stuff like that is because you are networking, you are talking to potential future and you know pe- maybe guests that have been on the show fans of the show that kind of stuff um you're gonna be uh, making the show in the future that much better by doing this and so you know sending us some pictures sending us some tidbits just putting on twitter i don't know am i old is that is that it, does twitter still exist twitter still a exists thing? it still exists still thing? Twitch okay. is, tiktok is, is still a big thing? thing but yeah tiktok i think that's just twerking i don't know what's on I tiktok it, it but might be I see more I on know. there. There's
0: a lot of D&D. Well, I mean, we do have a TikTok D&D Game Masters edition.
1: You do. That's true. That's going to that be this Saturday, uh,
0: which is on the 30th, I think, for those that are listening. If you're listening to this after the 30th, then it's already happened, and it'll be available out there. But, yeah, this Saturday at about 6 p.m., we're going to be doing the TikTok edition of the Game Masters workshop live on our Twitch stream. So make sure to swing in for that. It's all statistics GM stars of TikTok. Uh, we got Gnome Ann, who's also a Twitch streamer. Uh, we've got Hello Operator. We've got Mr. Kurt Wise. And you guys probably, you know, if you're not a Twi- TikTok person, you don't know who these people are. Uh, but I'm sure that you might have even seen their videos on Facebook or whatnot. They they do a lot of fun stuff. So, and if wow. not, come and
1: have fun. That is awesome. So TikTok, not just twerking, and just something new twerking. every day. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely.
0: Do you want to know who some of our future guests are going to be i mean i haven't
1: i've i
0: noticed it on our live stream but i haven't officially told anyone no
1: i know i i actually have insider information on uh, some of them but congratulations being a mom but hey yeah (laughs) yeah i'm so special so i think i think we would like to hear about some of the guests that are coming up i know that Uh, One of our mods, Bentley, is posting some of the ones that are coming up for the podcast. But uh, yeah, uh, RA Salvatore is one of the ones that uh, I'm super, super excited about coming up, but uh, it sounds like you have a few more that uh, actually... I just see. Uh, yeah, Steve Bentley's posting. Well, let's tell our podcast guests. Yeah. Let's, let's get into it. I got. I got my, I got my, my spiel
0: it. here that I do at the end of every show. Oh my goodness! Get
1: ready for this. Strap in. Here.
0: <clears throat> see, I do the clearing of the throat thing that we mm. you do. You don't usually do that because that's unprofessional. We talk. It about. is very but it, unprofessional. But for this, it's, it's entertaining. It's for entertainment it purposes. It, I don't
1: know that it is though. But <laughs> yeah, we can edit that in post.
0: No, but I won't. I'm leaving. it. I'm leaving it in there. August 8th, one of the most well-known D&D authors out there. He created Driss Do'Urden, Caddy Bree, Bruno, Artemis and Tarare, Jar Axel, and more. He is the guest of honor at Gen Con. R.A. Salvatore will be joining us August 8th. August 22nd, Darkseid himself from Zack Snyder's Justice League movie. Actor, narrator, performer Ray Porter is going to be joining us. He has a plethora of audiobooks. Lots of voice work credit, cartoons, and everything else. He's going to be joining us to talk about those. September 5th, award-winning author Tim Pratt. His contributions to science fiction and fantasy is well-known, including some of my personal favorite Pathfinder Tales novels. And trust me, those are some amazing stories. They are definitely my favorite. He's going to be joining us September 5th. So everybody listening to the podcast, join us for those episodes. Rate, review, follow, subscribe, all of those things. Thank you for looking back at where we have come from and where we hope you will join us to be in the future. For my moderator, all of my moderators, Octavius and the rest, I'd like to thank you all for listening to Epic Realms. Well, there you are. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. And I do hope that you come back and join us again for Epic Realms.